going to be learning with Kutay Sichas Chelek Chaf, the first Sicha for Parshas Shemais. So in the, at the end of the Paragalef, it tells us how Pare calls um, the, the Mialdas Ivriyais, Shifra and Pua, and he, t- and sh- he tells them to kill the, 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 the boys. But the Mialdas feared Hashem, and therefore they did not do what the Melech Mitzrayim wanted, rather they were Mechaya, they gave life to the children. So the Melech Mitzrayim calls them and says, why did you do this? Why were you Mechaya the Yaladim? So they answered, because the Jewish women are not like the, the Mitzrayis, they're rather like Chayis, they're able to have children on their own, they don't need a midwife to help them. And then Pasachot tells us, Says Hashem was was good, did good to the these midwives, and the people grew and they became, they grew in great number and they became uh, exceedingly great. And it was because the mialdois, the midwives, feared Hashem, the yasham button, that Hashem made them houses. And Pare commands all of his people, saying, he tells them that all the sons that will be born, you should throw them into the Nile, and every daughter you shall let live. So when we're reading these psukim, there's a few questions that the Mephorshim have. And what we're going to do is I'll, I'll tell you the, the main questions that the Mephorshim have and go through the different approaches. There's the approach of Rashi, there's going to be a few other approaches, and we're going to focus on each Pirish on its own to explain what they're saying. And afterwards, we're going to go through each Pirish and explain the problems that Rashi had and ultimately why he chose his explanation and why his explanation is superior in his view. The questions that the Mephorshim have is that in Pasuk Chaf, it tells us that the Yitav Elokim L'Mayaldais, that Hashem was good to the Mayaldis, but doesn't tell us how he was good. Then the Pasuk continues and tells us how the people uh, grew and they became exceedingly great. And then Pasuk Allah tells us that, they, that the Mayaldis feared Hashem and that, that he made them houses. What are the houses that were made? And, and who made these houses? It says he made them houses. Who? So Hashem was good to the Mayaldis, doesn't tell us how. Then it tells us that he made them houses, doesn't tell us who he is. And what exactly are these houses that are being made? Why are houses being made uh, for the Mialdes. And maybe just to add another question, even though this is not the strongest one, it says he made for them Lahem. Lahem is, is Lashon Zachar. So he made for them houses. Who, who's them Lashon Zachar? Is it referring to the Mialdes, which at the shop it seems like it's, he's still referring to the midwives, to the midwives who made these houses. But if you look in the Pasuk, it actually says Lahem, which is Lashon Zachar. So who would Lahem be? So there's a few different approaches that are taken. So let's start off with the approach of Chazal, which is mentioned in the Gemara. The Gemara tells us in Saita Dapiralev that there's a Machloikis, Rav and Shmuel. What are these houses? So Shmuel says that the, Shmuel said, one opinion says it means Bate um, Kahuna, and the other Manda Amr says it means Bate Malchus. And the Gemara says, according to the Manda Amr, that's it means and according to the man the armor that says it's Bate Malkus, it means because David also came from Miriam. What, what does it mean? David Nami Miriam can also the Pashas. That means is that David also came from Miriam because even though David, of course, was from Shevet Yehuda, 
but he but his great great grandmother was Miriam because Miriam married Kalev, who was also uh, from Shevet Yehuda. So the, how does is the Gemara reading this piece of uh, how is the Gemara reading the Pesukim? So according to the Gemara, how it's reading it is that Hashem was good to the Mialdais, and then the pasuk doesn't tell us right away what that Yitav was. What was the scar that they got? Rather, the pasuk only tells us the end of pasuk Chabad, the Yitav Elokim Mialdais, and then it tells us a few other things that Hashem was good to them. I guess telling them the reason why Hashem was good to them, which was because because of what they did, the people were able to have a lot of children, they expanded, and because the woman, and because they feared Hashem. Therefore, what did he do for them? The Pasuk then finishes off, V'yas he made for them houses. And what are these houses? First of all, it's Hashem. So V'yas is Hashem, made for them homes. And the homes that he made were, either it means the Bate Kahuna, or it means the uh, Bate Malchus. Why? Why does it say Lahem? Lahem is Lashon Zacher. So this, the, the Bachia explains, is because you find many times in the Torah, that um, it might even by Nekevah say the Lashon of Lashon uh, Zacher, uh, even though it's um, it's females. It gives an example that we find by Moshe when he ran away, and he finds the daughters. And he says it, it says that the Royim, that the shepherds by Yigar Shum, that the that, that they that the shepherds chased them away. The Yigar Shum. Who is it referred to? It's referring to the daughters of Yisrael. Nonetheless, it still uses a lashon zachar. So he does say that sometimes the Torah will use a lashon zachar when it's referring to plural. Um, a plural amount, uh, a multiple amounts of women. I guess it's similar to English. Sometimes you have you, you can mean Lashon Zachar or Lashon Nekeva. But either way, that's how he explains it. If you look at the Sifri, the Sifri says something very similar to the Gemara. The, the, the Sifri asks, what are these houses? And then he brings a Pasuk by Shloim Malach, where it says, say, Asrim Shonam, that at the end of 20 years, uh, he, he built the houses, Asapatim, which are the houses that he built, as Beis Hashem, uh, as Beis Hamalchus, that he built two homes, the base of Hashem and also the the, the, the house of, of, of uh, the Malchus. This is Beis Hashem, this is Beis the exact Lashem. And then the Sifri says, who is this referring to? So the Sifri says a little bit differently, he says, Bate Kuhuna U Malchus. And he says, uh, sorry, he says Kuhuna and Malchus. Kuhuna came from Yerichavet, and the Malchus came from Miriam. So according to the Sifri, he doesn't learn it as an argument. According to the Gemara, it's an argument. One says it means Bate Kuhuna, the other says it means Bate Malchus. According to the Sifri, it means both. That were the Batim that Hashem made, it was the houses of Kuhuna and of Malchus. If we look at Rashi, Rashi learns like the Sifri. It says, So Rashi tells us, Bate Kuhuna Leviel Malchus. It's the houses of Kuhuna, Levi, and Malchus. Shikru and Batim, that they were also called homes. Kumar Shikosov, the Yiven is Beis Hashem, the Es Beis Hamalach. And he built the house of Hashem and the house of the king. So it seems like the Rashi is holding like the Sifri. He brings, uh, first of all, all three things, Batikuna, Leviel, Malchus. And he also brings the same Pasik that the Sifri brought as a proof. And he explains. Kahuna and Levia came from Yochaved, and Malchus comes from Memiriam. Uh, uh, again, like the Sifri. But what's interesting is, he finishes off, Kide'isa, the Mesachas Saita, which is very hard to understand. And this is going to be the main focus of the Sicha, is that it seems like Rashi is learning like the Sifri, but nonetheless, he finishes off with this Lashem Kide'isa, Mesachas Saita, as we just finished saying, 
In Mesech HaSaita is actually a Machlekes. Is it Batikune or Batimachos? But in the Sifri, it's all three of them. So why would Rashi finish off Kid Isa Mesech HaSaita? Furthermore, Mesech HaSaita doesn't bring this Pasuk, while in the Sifri it does bring the Pasuk. And uh, also the Lashen that Rashi brings, that Kuhuna Miyachavet, Umalchus Mimiriam, is like the Lashen of the Sifri. Masha'en came the Gemara, the Gemara says like this, the Gemara says, according to the Banda Amr, Batikuna and Lovia, it's Moshe the Aaron, Ubate Malchus is Dad, meaning the Gemara tells us who or what were the Bate, what were the Bate Kuhun and Lovia. The Bate Kuhun and Lovia were Moshe the Aaron, and who were the Bate Malchus, that was Dad. Masha'en in the Sifri tells us who, who was the one that received the reward. It's telling us that the Inyan of Malchus came from Yechavid, and the Inyan, sorry, the Inyan of Kuhuna came from Yechavid, and the Inyan of Malchus came from Miriam. Which acts exactly like the Sifri. So, Ibezai, why is Rashi saying Kedisim Sachasaita? Sachasaita does not seem to be the source of Rashi. And we know that Bechlal Rashi doesn't usually bring sources. So, over here he's bringing a source. And when he brings a source, he's trying to be Shoilil other sources. So, he's Shoilil, by saying the Sachasaita, he's, he's being Shoilil the Sifri and other places. But Lechaira, he actually is learning like the Sifri. So, this is very hard to understand. Uh, it should be pointed out that the Sifri only brought in Kuhuna Umalchus. Like Kuhuna was from Yochaved and Malchus was from uh, Miriam. It doesn't mention anything about Leviya. So I think in the, in the non Mukasicha, the Rebbe points out that Kedisim Sachasaita, it's because in Sachasaita it, it says all three Kuhuna, Malchus, and Leviya, Mashenki, and the Sifri only says two. In the edited version that we have, the Rebbe doesn't even mention that idea, but in the non-edited version it says because it says Levia. And you look at R9, he says the Nesifri doesn't bring Bat to Levia, Mashenki in the Gemara, and of course Rashi. He says the reason why the Sifri doesn't bring it is very, it's, it's understood. Because that was, having Levim wasn't the schus of Yechev. Anybody who came from the tribe of Levi was a Levi. So if you're Kahas, you're Amram, Gershon, it, it didn't matter who you were. Everybody was basically, so what exactly was the schus that she had Batekuna Vilavia. Even if she didn't uh, have this uh, save the Yidin, she would have had Batelavia. Therefore, the Sifri doesn't bring it in because what, what's the Mila? What's the Chiddush? So, Ibezai, of course, this is a Kushayla on, on the Gemara and Arashi. Why do they bring Levia? And at the end of the Shir, we'll bring in what the Rebbe uh, discusses in R9, R16 to explain Rashi and the Gemara. Uh, just to point out that also in the Targum Yonis and Benazil, he also brings rock-based kunosa, but if you look at the Targum Yushalmi, it brings base alevi, base kahanta, like, like the Gemara and like Rashi. So again, it would be the same question on, on the Targum Yushalmi, why are they bringing the, the Bate Libya? Okay, so regarding the first the first point, before we go back to we said that there's three things that are uh, that there's Rashi Lechairus is mamish like the Sifri. The first reason we mentioned, which seems like to be the strongest one, is because in this, the Gemara it brings us as a machlekes. It was Bate Kuhuna or Bate Machas. Mashenki in the Sifri it brings both Kuhuna and Machas. So regarding that Raya, the Rebbe does say that if you look at the Marsha in the Gemara, the Marsha learns the Gemara, the machlekes a little bit differently. He says that the Machlekes Shmuel and uh, Rabin Shmuel, whether it's Bate Kuhuna Levia or is it just or is it Bate Malchus, is really based on a prior Machlekes in the Gemara. The, the Gemara asked earlier that it says that the two Mialdes for Shifra and Pua, 
the Gemar says, who are they? So the Gemar brings Machlokes. Either first opinion says it was Yochavet to Alishava. Alishava was Aaron's wife. And the other opinion was that it's Yochavet and Miriam. So he says that if it's Yochavet and Elishava, then of course there was no Malchus that came from Elishava or from Yochavet. So the Gemar, so, right? Masha'enkin, if you said it's Yochavet and Miriam, then there was this Indian of Malchus, because Malchus came from Miriam. So he says, the Gemar is saying, according to one man, the armor means Bate Kahuna, that's according to the opinion that it was Yochavet and Elishava, because the only thing that came from them was Kahuna and Leviah. Masha'enkin, according to the opinion, says Bate Malchus, it's trying to say, also Malchus, because of course from Yochaved, we know that Kuhuna and Leviah came from Yochaved. It's Moshe Aaron and her kids, of course. The Chiddush is that if you're saying that it's Miriam, then they also had the union of, of, of Malchus. So I would say the way how the Marshal is learning the Gemara, that could, which could be also be the way Rashi is learning the Gemara, Bate Malchus means also Bate Malchus. So I would say um, that first point, which is the strongest point, we, we can answer and say that's, the, that, that's why Again, at least, at least, at least can make sense. Why he's being shy of the Sifri, it still doesn't answer why he's being shy of the Sifri, uh, but at least it, it could fit with what's being said in Sacha Saita. But, but still, the other two points that we mentioned, that why does it, um, the Pasik is brought in the Sifri, and also the Lashen in the Sifri was Kuhuna, a Kuhuna from Yechavet and Malchus from Miriam, that's the Lashen of Rashi. Masha Inc. in the Gemara says that it's Kuhuna is Moshe the Aaron, while uh, Malchus would be David, that, which that's the Lashon Demar, and that's not the Lashon that Rashi brings. So it, it seems like Rashi's quoting the Lashon of, of, of the Sifri. Uh, one other point before we go right there, it, just an interesting idea, is that the Yefei Toyar on the Medjush Rabbah says a similar idea to the Marsha. The, the Medjush Rabbah is almost, I, the Lashon of the Medjush Rabbah is almost, almost identical to the Gemar. I'm going to read it to you, and, and, and you'll see a very interesting thing what the, uh, what the Fetar does. So the Fetar says like this. In the, it's first of all, in the Shmois Rabbis, Machlech is Rabba Levi. Chad Amar Bate Kuna, Bate Levia. The Chad Amar Bate Malchus. And then he explains. Bate Kuhunu Levia is Mimoshev Aaron. Bate Malchus Memiria, Lefisha David Baba Miriam. So if you look, there's a little bit of a difference between the Lashon of the, of the, of the Shmois Rabba and the Gemara. Difference number one is that when he explains the opinions in the Gemara, it says Manda Amar Batekuhuna, it's Uluvia, it's Maishava Ar. Manda Amar Batekuhuna, it's Mimiria. While in the Medrash it doesn't say Manda Amar Batekuhuna, Uluvia, Maishava Ar, it just says like this Batekuhuna, Uluvia, Maishava Ar, Batekuhuna, Mimiria. It doesn't say Manda Amar. The second difference is that in the Gemara it says David Nami Mimiriam Kasi, that David also came from Miriam. While in the Medrash it says, Lefisha David Baba Miriam, because David came from Miriam. So the Yafet Tayyar wants to be Medayik, that according to the Medrash, the Medrash Rabbah, the Shmois Rabbah, the Vort of the Masha would fit. Why? He says, according to the opinion that it's Batekuna Bat the Medrash Rabbah doesn't even bother, even bother explaining who that means, because it's obvious that if it's a Chavet and Elishava, that it's obviously Moshe the Aaron and their kids. But according to the one that says Bate Machus, the Gemara, the, the, the Medrash is explaining. And when he says Chad Amar Bate Machus, the Medrash continues. And what does that mean, Bate Machus? It means A, Bate Kuna Levia, which, which is Moshe Aaron, and Bate Machus Mimirim. That according to the Medrash, it's only explaining the second opinion. That the one that says Chad Amar Bate Machus, everything else that continues, the next sentence is just from 
that one opinion, the Bate Malchus. And he explains that Bate Kunul Levia means Moshe Arm, and Bate Malchus means Miriam. And, and then he explains why Lefisha David Babi Miriam. He says, but you look in the Gemara, the Gemara separates. It says the Manda Amr that it's Batikuna is this. According to the Manda Amr that's Batimachus, it's uh, it's it's David, it's it's David. It separates the two. So it doesn't sound like it's explaining that it's also Batimachus, rather it's it's another opinion. And he says, furthermore, in the Gemara it says the Lashan, David Nami Mimirim Kasi. He says, What does that mean, David Mir David Nami Mimirim Kasi? It means like this. It means that according to the Mandam that says Bate Malchus, why is it plural? What do you mean houses of Malchus? David is only one house. It's the monarchy of David. That's not Bate Malchus. That's one family. That's one dynasty. So he says, what's the Bate Malchus? It means Moshe and David. Those would be the two. So Moshe, we already know. Because Moshe says, Melech, and that means uh, Moshe Rebbe. And, and we know that Moshe, Moshe is, is, of course, the child of Yechadim. So, so according to this opinion, that's Bate Malchus, then from Yechavit comes Moshe, which we know that Moshe is her child when she was a king. But the Kshayla is, what about Miriam? Who's the king? Who's the second family? And who's the next king? So the Mar says, because David Nami, that also David, who was, of course, a dynasty, comes from Miriam. So the Mar is just explaining the Chiddush from the David. Moshe, we know that comes from Yechavit, that's Malchus. The Chiddush is that David also comes from Miriam because Miriam married Kalev, and this, this, the Mar proves that David and Kalev were married, and we know that uh, David Melch is a great descendant of, of, of Kalev. So that's how he wants to learn. So it's interesting. So according to the Yefei Tayar, he likes that word, but not for the, in, in the Medrash. But he said, the Gemara, you can't say that word, but rather in the, the Gemara, it's Mamesh Omechlekes. So according to the Yefei Tayar, then our original question still exists, that the Mashmais of the Gemara is that it is a Machlekes. And Oibazai, of course, why would Rashi quote the Masecha of the Gemara in the Gemara from Masecha Saipa? Okay. So, uh, before we go back to just a few, uh, there are asks a few additional questions on Rashi. So the main question we're going to be focusing on is why does he bring to this the Eastern Sakasaita? But a few additional questions. Next question is, according to Rashi, he's saying that Batim means families of Kahuna and Malchus. So Ibazai, the Pasik that he brings, the Yivan as base Hashem, as base Amalek sounds, and he's building the houses of Hashem and the house of the king, meaning is the base Amigdash and the house of the king. So what it seems like a Raya Listar. He's trying to prove that houses don't mean physical homes. It doesn't mean that Hashem made them physical homes, because of course, what's the Chidosh that Hashem made them homes? The uh, Chayyim already had homes. They've been living there. The Chayyim was over 130 years old. There's no Chidosh that um, they would have had homes. But rather, the Chidosh is that he made them a special home. So, so what he, what he so Rashi wants to say, what is that home? Of course, it means families, families of Kahuna and Malchus. And Levia. Then why does he bring a Pasuk? If even as Beis Hashem, then he brings a Pasuk that proves that Batim is physical homes. The whole purpose of Rashi is to tell us that Batim means families. So why is he bringing a Pasuk that tells us that it means an actual home, an actual Beis Amigdash, an actual house? It seems like a Raya Lustar. Uh, second of all, there actually is no Pasuk of even as Beis Hashem, as Beis Amal. There's no such Pasuk that says that. If you look in uh, the source of Rashi, which everyone quotes, it's Malachim uh, Aleph, uh, Perik Tas, Pasuk Aleph, and the lashon over there is uh, that 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 built these homes. It says as a batim as base Hashem as base Amalek. Which were the homes that he built? He built the base Hashem and the base Amalek. So the lashon doesn't say in that pasuk the lashon of veyiving 
All it says in that Pasuk is, Habatim is based on Shem, that's based on Allah. So it, 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 the, the quote of Rashi is not found in Tanakh, so clearly there's a mistake in this Rashi. And more than that, um, there are Sukkim that Rashi should have brought that would have clearly uh, been a, a great proof that the bias means a family. He could have brought the Pasuk that we have, based Aaron Baruch Hashem, based David Baruch Hashem, these are psukim that are clearly saying that base Aaron, the house of fam, uh, house of Aaron. What's the house of Aaron? It doesn't mean his physical house is blessing Hashem. Of course, it means the family of Aaron is blessing Hashem. The family of David is blessing Hashem. So why is he bringing this pasuk that's mashal that it means a physical binyan, and not the pasuk that is talking that we know that base means means a family like base Aaron Baruch Hashem? That would have been a much better pasuk. And mamish clearly what we're talking about that the Malchus and Kahuna is called the family. So Habir. So the answer. So now to explain, we're going to explain Rashi. Uh, we're going to explain how Rashi's what Rashi's saying. So what, what's, what Rashi's not trying to tell us that the word bias can mean a family, because that we already know from prior places in the Chumash. For example, we just we had earlier by David Amal Abai, sorry Yosef. It, it speaks about the base Paray, and Rashi already tells us what does it mean. It was heard uh, in the house of Paray. It means his slaves and the people of the home. Base power means the family, the household of power. So we already know that base means can mean a family. So that's not what Rashi is trying to prove. Rather, the Chiddush of Rashi, and that's why he needs a proof is that what does, that what is Batim, when it says in the Torah, just the idea of Batim on its own, like over here, Vyaslaham Batim, what is, what is that referring to? What type of house would that be referring to when it's saying it on its own? So, and this is also similar to what the Sifri says. It says, I don't know what these houses are. I mean, the Sifri also has that type of question. Yes, we see that it says Batim, but what type of houses are these? It doesn't specify. So therefore, the Sifri and Rashi, they bring a Pasik to show you that the word bias could mean, doesn't have to mean just a regular home. It could also mean a special type of home. It could mean the home of a melech or a home of, of a base amigdash. So what Rashi is trying to prove, not that bias means a family. Of course it means a family over here in our context. But it doesn't tell us what's special about this family or what the bias is referring to in this situation. So Rashi brings a situation where it says about him that the bias means a base hashan and, and, and a base amalach. It's referring to the kuhuna and malchus. So just like over there when it says, uh, uh, talks about a house, it means Kahuna and Malchus. So also here, when it talks about the Yasna and Bat, they made them houses, it means houses of Kahuna and Malchus. I, over there, it's talking about physical homes, and over here, it's talking about families. That's, that's fine. That's, that's not what's bothering Rashi. That's not what Rashi's trying to prove of him over there, because we already know from other contexts that the idea of a bias has two translations. The main shop of bias, of course, is a physical home, but the Torah will use this idea of a bias to talk about the people who are living in the home. Which makes sense. You have a home, and the, pe- the people of the house are also called the home because they're the family, the people that are living in the home. So just over there in Malach and Itzhak referring to the actual physical home is being built. But since it calls, we see that the idea of a house could refer to these two things. Say so same thing by Rashi over here. He's saying Batim could refer to the base of Migdash and uh, sorry, could refer to the Indian of Kuna and refer to the Malchus. And therefore he says, and this is uh, a very important point, he says the Girsa is not behaving. That's, that's, that's not a real gear say. He says, if you look in Malachim, it says the word habatim. It, it, the word was habatim as that after the 20 years that Shlomo Malach built these houses, habatim is beis hamalach, as beis Hashem, as beis hamalach. 
He says over there, it says also the idea of Habat and Stam. It says he built the houses. And doesn't, what, what does houses mean? So the Pasuk then explains what are these houses? It's the base Hashem, is base Amalek. So what Rashi's trying to bring is, and this is the main part of Rashi, is that when it says Batim Stam, just like we see from the Malachim, it brings the idea of Batim Stam, and then it tells us what that means as base Hashem, as base Amalek. It's referring to uh, Malchus and Kahuna. So same thing over here in our scenario, when it says Batim Stam, it means a bias, which is of Kahuna Malchus. Over there, it means physical home, physical houses. But over here, according to our context, it's, of course, doesn't mean physically building the base of Migdash. It means, it means Hashem gave them houses of Kahuna and houses of Malchus. And that's why Rashi doesn't bring proofs from base Ara and Baruchus Hashem, because he's not trying to prove that the word vice means a family. That we know. He's trying to prove that when it says Habatim Stam, it means the same thing as when it says Habatim Stam in Malachim, which over there it says clearly in the Pasim Habatim, it means base Hashem as base Malach. So same thing by us. Before we go weiter, the Rebbe just has an interesting R. He says, how was this mistake made in Rashi? If you look at most of the Gersois, it says, how was such a mistake made in Rashi? So he tells us it's because Rashi, when, you know, the first few hundred years that Rashi came out, it was all Kisvayat. It was, it was transcripts. They didn't have a printer. So he says, when you have a print, when people are writing things, depending on how good the, uh, the, the, the typist or the person who's copying it is, the mistakes happen. And when you're looking at, at someone else's handwriting, if, if, if it, sometimes it's not so, not so neat and therefore mistakes can happen. He says, probably what happened is that the prior, the, what, the, what they when the, this individual is looking at the Kisvayad, he probably saw the words, it's supposed to be the word Habatin. He says, probably what was there is it's probably just a hay and a base and then a line on top because they, when you write Kisvayad, they tried to, they wrote a lot of these short forms in Russian Tavis because again, they're doing it by hand, so they try to you know, make it as easy as possible and as quick as possible. So, that, so they put a hay in a base, and then he, they expected the person to know when it says hay base, and you know the Pasuk and Malachim, hay base is habatim, it's base, uh, it's base, base Hashem, it's base Amalach. He says, but the person copying it, he saw a hay in a base, he didn't realize it was a hay in a base. He said, hay in a base, if it's not written so clearly, the hay and, the, and the, there's, there's really a line on top and, and a dot. So he says, it looked like the words above and yud, so he saw, he didn't see a hay in a base. He saw a vav yud base and then a line on top. So he understood, okay, vav yud base with a line on top. Oh, vayivein. So he put down the words vayivein instead of, uh, instead of um, habatim. Others want to explain it, but the Rebbe doesn't like it, is that if you look at the word vayivein, it does say the word vayivein earlier on in the Pasuk. Um, the full Pasuk says, Uh, it, it, it says um, so it says the word bana. so he says maybe that the correct lashon is sorry it shouldn't be reiven but maybe it said asher bana, and the person made a mistake instead of writing asher bana, he wrote reiven but it's really supposed to be asher bana. he says he doesn't like it because first of all how do you get from the word bana to reiven bana and reiven are very different words and second of all is why would he write the word bana, which is like the beginning of the Pasuk like the, why would Rashi just brought the word bana and then habatim? If, as we just explained the sikh, it's, it's proof for care what he's trying to prove. So he's mamish, he's skipping out all the other words, and he brings a word that's not 
not relevant to the Rashi, but Adrav, it's a style, a Raya Listar, why would he have brought the word Habana? He says, rather, the way he's explaining, it makes more sense that the word that Vayiven is probably, probably should have been above and Yud, it's probably supposed to be a hey, phase, and there was a line of doubt, and it's supposed to be Habatim. And the one who wrote it, also another reason he says is, it says when you have two words together, in Rashi, it's easier to make a mistake because Rashi said that the, the, it says like this, and then it continued, as Beis Hashem as Beis Amal. So he saw Batim Batim twice. There was another reason. He says, okay, probably there was Batim. And then the next one is probably, hey, Yud is probably above Yud even. Okay, either way, that's how the mistake was made. But uh, to summarize, the way how Rashi is learning is that it means families. And the Chiddush is that when it says a Batim, Batim could refer to families of Kahuna and Malchus. And how do we know that from? We know this from the place in Malachim where it says a Batim and it says Batim Sam and it means, uh, it means Malchus and, and Kahuna. So that's first interpretation that we have in our Pesukim. Then there's a few others. Let's go through some of them. A second shot is, it's brought on the Balaturim, the Rashbam, it's, it's quoted a lot from the Barbanel. They learn the Pesukim like this. They learn that when the, the midwives came to Pari and said that the, that the, the, the Jewish women are, are giving birth on their own and they don't need us, Pyre was somewhat, uh, didn't really believe them. So what did he do? So the Pasuk, first of all, says that he, he didn't trust them. He thought they were lying. So the Pasuk then tells us, He said, Hashem was good to the Mialdes. How was he good to the Mialdes? He protected them from Pyre. Pyre wanted to harm them because they didn't do their job properly. So the Hashem was good to the Mialdes and he kept them alive. And because of them, why? Because we are on the because because of them, the family, because the Jewish people were very uh, fruitful and multiplied. And then Pasuk Chafalov continues that because these women feared Hashem, so Pare re- recognizes and realizes that they're, they, they fear Hashem. And according to the Malbim, he actually adds that the Yarva on the is Pare sees that the people are multiplying and, and having a lot of kids. And he also sees that the midwives fear Hashem, therefore he can't trust them. Therefore, he makes for the, these midwives houses. And he makes for them designated houses, um, so which, which he has his officers surrounding. So whenever, whenever somebody will come knock on the door and saying, my wife's about to give birth, the officers will see the, where the midwives are going. And then they know to, to track, like, okay, was a, was a boy born, a girl born? So according to how the Barbanel and others learning it, they understand the the what was the good thing that Hashem did? That was to protect them. The Yarva on is of Pari's thinking. That Pari's thinking that they're becoming very, that, that there's a lot of kids and that these women fear Hashem. The Yas, and therefore Pari makes for them homes. And the homes are houses basically that he could supervise. Some change it, uh, you know, again. So one of the issues is, okay, it says Lahem. Lahem is a Lashem Zacher. So some want to change it. That's not Pari Asalahem, that he made it for the Mialdais, rather Pari Asalahem can mean either the Jewish people or, or the Mitzri. Meaning is that Hashem, that sorry, that Pari made the Jewish people place their houses amongst the Mitzri houses. Meaning is that instead of the Jewish people living on their own and the Egyptians living on their own, and therefore it'd be easy to hide the children, rather what he did is he made, he, he intermingled the communities that he built either the 
the Aslahan, he built, made the, he built for the Egyptians homes within the Jewish neighborhoods, over the Aslahan, that he built the Jewish homes amongst the Egyptian neighborhoods. So Laham can either mean the Mitzrayim or the Jewish people. So that's why it's Lush and Zakr, because he made for them um, homes amongst the, uh, amongst others. And the purpose is, again, that the neighbors would snitch and say, oh, th- th- this person just had a child. And the mile of this shot is, is that we know that when, by Max Bechiris, it says that Hashem jumped over the homes of the, uh, of the Jewish people. So if one house was a Jewish person, it would jump over, and then the neighbor was a Mitzri. I, didn't the Jewish people live in Goshen, and the Mitzrim live other places. It says, according to this Medrash, it's understood that Pari intermingled the communities at some point in order to be able to spy on the Jewish people better. So that's why it was Pesachi. So that's an interesting shot, but why doesn't Rashi like it? So he says, first of all, because Kapashtus, when it says the Lashon of the Yas Lehem Batim, it's mashma that it's going on what it says early in the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, V'hihi, ki yoru ha-miyaldois ha-selukim. Let's read it before. V'hihi tevelukim ha-miyaldois. And then it says, V'hihi ki yoru ha-miyaldois ha-selukim. V'yas lehem batim. If the Pasuk's talking about Hashem, Hashem is doing good to miyaldois, and that the miyaldois are fearing Hashem, and that he made them houses. So who would he be referring to? So the Pasuk's the he would be Hashem, because that's what the prior Pasuk and our Pasuk is mentioning. The only he that's being mentioned is Hashem. So therefore, it, it's not doesn't it's not mashma that's pari. And he says, especially if you go to pasuk chabes, pasuk chabes says vitzav pari lechalamay, that pari commands his people. If the yaslahem batim was already referring to pari, why does it say pari again? The yaslahem batim batim, and then vitzav pari lechalamay, and then pari commands all the people of his of his nation. Why is it saying pari? We're in your middle of talking about pari, so that seems a little bit strange. But if you say that the yas means Hashem, that Hashem made the houses. Then it makes sense, and then Chafek Chabez, it's switching to the next subject, the next, the, uh, the next individual. Who's the next individual? Pari. So he needs to tell us the Pari made this command. And he says, that, uh, third of all, that the Lashon of the Yaslehem in the Aldeis. So the Yaslehem Batim, who, we weren't talking about the Jewish people of Mitzim, we're talking about um, the Mialdes, we're talking about the, the midwives. If you read the Pesuk in Shrit Mikra, the whole parsha is talking about the Miyaldis and what they did, and Hashem being good to them, and they're defying Pari. So the Aslan Batim, the Pashas is talking about uh, not the Bata Yisraels, and it's not talking, it's not talking about the Egyptians, it's talking about the Miyaldis. So according to this, at least the second and third shot that says it's talking about that intermingling the communities, the Yaslan is it's not really Mashna that's talking about Mitzrim or Jewish people, it's talking about the midwives. That's the subject of our Psukim. So true, even though there was a certain Maila that says Lahem, which is a Lashon Zachar, but still, the Pashtus, it, it, it's referring to the Miyaldis. I, why does it say Lahem? You already explained that from the Bachia earlier, that sometimes in the Torah, Lahem, you could say a Lashon Zachar, which is a Rabbin, in, even though it's talking, referring to Nikaelis. So, okay, so that's one shot, and that's probably why Rashi doesn't like it, because the Pshutte Shemikah, reading the story, it's not Mashmah that we're talking about Pare, and it's also the Aslan is Mashmah that we're talking about um, so then there's a second pierce that the rabbi brings from the Ibn Ezra and others that they say that batim means that Hashem made them homes to protect them, to hide them. So what was the good that Hashem did to them? Hashem did the good that he protected them from Pari. How did he protect them from Pari? By making them houses. So there are, again, so there are going to be a little bit of tweaks and different ways to how to learn exactly how did Hashem protect them. So to learn, one way is to learn and that's how the rabbi learns the him, but he, made, he literally he made them houses where they were able to hide. So they were somewhat of a special house because it wasn't their regular home, because in the regular home, Pai would have known where to go. So Hashem made them houses where they were able to hide that Pai wouldn't know about. 
But there are the Medjish Gobel, and others learned that it was actually B'derek Neis. According to the Medjish Gobel, he says that it, it made them, and Neis, that they, the Yaslahan, that he made them into houses. He made them into the beams of the house. So when Apari's officers would come, he wouldn't be able to find them because when they would come in, they would just look like the beams of the house and then they would leave and, and you know, they would continue with their life. Also, Radak says a similar idea. He says that we find by Yermia and by Baruch, his student, it says, that Hashem, when the soldiers of the king, of the Jewish king came to uh, arrest them, it says that Hashem hid them. And the Radak explains what he's meaning he hid them, that he either means he covered them with darkness or he says is that he... He, he blinded the sight of the officers that they, even when they were looking at them, their, their, their eyesight wouldn't work. They wouldn't be able to see Yermia and Barf. So he says, same thing over here, that the Ibn Lambatim over here doesn't mean literally a physical house he made from them a home. It means a bias in the sense of uh, just like a house is a place which protects you from the elements. So Hashem made them a house, made them a covering, something which protects them from power. So a few different ways of learning it, but the general idea is that what was the viita that he made them houses? Either a physical house, a special hiding house, or it means some type of a miracle, which was similar to ours. And let's just do. Um, okay, so you know, so so what are the issues that the Rebbe has with this particular pshat, or what the Rashi has with these pshat? So there's two main ones. He says, first of all, the lashon of the pasuk. The lashon of the pasuk is the yas lahem batim. If it means physically building a house, so the, the, I should just point out, what's the mile of this? Uh, the mile of this shot, of course, is that you're able to say that when it says batim, it means literally a home. You could translate it as the more common translation, of course. And the second mile would be is the yasla, in the, from the bashmois of the psukim, it's mashon, the yasla batim is something that Hashem made for them right, right then and there. It's not something which happened many generations, or you know, uh, by the kingship many generations later, by the kuna at least uh, many years, many years later, at least 80, 80, 80, 80, more than eighty years later, that they would have had the kuna in Olivia. So according to this shot, it's the yasman batin from the mashmois of the psuk mitzmash. But this is something that which is occurring at that moment of time that he made for them batin at that time. He read flushing over that he made for them houses. So we're repeating the story that they feared and Hashem made them houses. So according to this pshat, you could say it occurred at that point in time while they were still in Mitzrayim. Mashiach, according to the pshat of Rashi, you have to say it happened sometime in the future. So those are the mindless of that pshat. He says, but there are certain chesrenos. The chesaron is the lashon of the yas lahem batim, the yas. If it means building a physical house, it should have said the yivin. Whenever in the Torah it's referring to building something, it says the yivin. Like it says that the, the Jewish people, the, 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 the yivnu, they built as pita in its ramses. Um, it's, it always uses the lashon of, of binyan, building. That's the correct lashon to use, building houses. The, the expression of asiya is used by creating something new. It's a naim It's something which is new, something which wasn't there before. Um, like we're talking about the nasa adam salmeidik in the same. A man was not created. Let us make man in our in our tzalan and our demos. And many other uh, and other examples. So the idea of is that naaseh asiya is for something which is new and something which has to be made uh, like a, a new type of mitzias. Mashain kim even is something which is already there and you're just uh, putting it together. So that would be one issue. Of course, that issue, just to point out, 
that would only be according to the, the interpretation of the Ibn Ezra. That means literally that he made them a house. He built them a house for them to hide it. So then it should have said, but according to the Pierce of the Radak and the Pierce of the Medrash of that it was a miracle, then it was, something, was a new Mitzias. He made a miracle, which is something new. He made a miracle that they look like part of the house. So that problem would only be according to the um, Ibn Ezra, that it means literally a house. But according to the other Purushan, you wouldn't have that issue, but, but I'll, I'll just point out, everybody doesn't mention this, but I'll just point out that according to them, it means if it means the Yastan Batman, he made them into a house, or he made, or he made a house, they made them like a house in the sense that he was protecting them, that the Egyptians weren't able to find them. That's, I don't know if that's really the Mashmoisa, Pshuta, Pshuta, Shemikra, the word Batin. The Yastan Batin, he made them into houses. That seems like a very big Kiddush. Um, and we have to have some type of source in the Torah where, where you find the Yastan Batin, that it means that they themselves were made into house. So maybe if you have no other choice, the, the Rashi would have brought a Medrash that brings it. But Pshuta, Shemikra, that's quite a big miracle. But anyways, the, the second issue that the Rebbe brings is, is that when we get, get to the Lashon of Yitav, says Hashem was, 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 did a toiva for the Mialdes. He says, what was this toiva is that Pari didn't hurt them. Because that doesn't seem like he did them a toiva. That's just negating something that happened. Usually, a toiva means Hashem's doing something extra for them. This is more, you know, this is the basics. They put themselves in danger by doing this mitzvah, saving the Jewish people. So Hashem protects them for that. Meaning is, it's it kind of, they, why were they in danger in the first place was because they were doing a mitzvah. So protecting them because of the mitzvah is not doing them a toiva. That's just basics. That's like a, just basic. Rather, when it says toiva, it sounds like Hashem was doing something as a schar, something additional, right? This protecting them because they were saving the Jewish people. That's just, uh, that's not, that's not a toiva. That's, um, that, uh, I'm not, not even sure how exactly what the right word would be, but I, I think the, the idea is clear, that the toiva means something extra, not just protecting them. That means they wouldn't have been in danger if they didn't do the mitzvah. So just protecting them is not something additional. Additional means something extra. Fine. That, that would be the, the, the problem with that. Another way of learning it is, when it says a bias, it means a family. It means a family. Very gishmak. And this would, would have been Mida Kineg and Mida. They saved Mishpach Yisrael, many Jewish families. So therefore, Hashem made them to have Jewish families. It means that he made them have families. And again, that also has that same shot, that same mind the, the Yaslan is Lashon Avra, meaning is it happened while they were in the Mitzrayim, not something which happened many, many years later. But the Shaila is, is what's the Chiddush? Like, again, it, it's, it sounds like Hashem is doing a certain toiva which is out of the ordinary. Everybody was having families. On the contrary, it says that B'yarbu B'yatzmu uh, that the people are all, all having families and, and multiplying and having a lot of kids. So saying that Yechaved and Miriam Shifrapu also had a lot of uh, had families, like what, what exactly is the mile of that? Didn't everybody get that? So what does it mean that he was good to the Mialdes more than everybody else? It seems like something that everybody got. So that, that's the main issue that we have. So the Rebbe does bring in R38 that uh, maybe what it means is that they were that they had a, a lot, a, a, a lot of kids. It brings from the um, the tour Arach since until people would say these are the children of, of Shifra Pua. Meaning there's so many kids that people were saying these are the kids of Shifra Pua. Like it's such a like a popular family, such a large family 
that you know people were saying that these are their kids. He says, but Bapshuta Shemikra, we don't find that Yechavid and Miriam had that many kids. On the contrary, we find that at least Yechavid had three kids. Miriam, I'm not sure how many kids she had, but it doesn't, we don't find anywhere that they had that many kids. Uh, there brings in R28, that if you look at the Ibn Ezra, he brings a Pasek, uh, he brings the Pasek by Davon Melech, that, um, that, he, that, that by Davon Melech it says, Hashem. The Hashem declares that he will make a house for you. He says, this idea that Nos, basically David at that point in time wanted to build the base of Mikdash. So Hashem told Nas and the Navi that it's, you know, the main purpose of this particular Nebuah is that he's not going to be the one that's going to be the base of Mikdash, it's going to be his son. But one of the things that Hashem tells him is that he promises him and declares that Hashem will make you a house, establish a house for you. And, and he explains in the next verse, what does that mean? That when your days are done and you're lying with your fathers, I'm going to raise up your offsprings after you, uh, uh, and I will establish his kingship. And as Rashi himself explains, that when it says, he says, I'm telling you today, today that the Pasuk that Ibn Ezra is bringing is a Pasuk which is referring to David. So he says, maybe you could explain the Ibn Ezra like this. That doesn't just mean that he's making a family, because again, what's the Kiddush? Everybody had families. Rather, it means is, uh, it's going to be important families. The Kiddush is, it's going to be like important, uh, important families. Like just like by David, when Hashem said, it means a family of kings. So the Ibn Ezra is trying to say that he made families. It doesn't mean just regular family. It means it's going to be important families that are going to come out from Yochebed and from Miriam. And he brings in the star that this is similar to how the Ralbag explains it. That'll come out from them kings and leaders, just like in the passage, and this was the reward. This this was the reward that they were um, that, 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 that they that they saved the kids. So that is an interesting shot. He says, Abu Bukhaskuni and Osantar Arh, they bring these same sukim and other sukim. Which is also talking about families at the Vaidavana Malach and referring to the Malchus. But nonetheless, he actually explains clearly And then it's going to explain uh, in the Psukim what, you know, what their kids are. So according to the Chaskuni, you clearly can't say when it says Batim, it means important Chash of the family, because he tells us it means just regular families, and he brings the same Psukim of the, as the Ibn Ezra. So saying that this, that the Ibn Ezra brought that Pasuk, he probably means the Shpach is that's not necessarily the Peshat of the Ezra, as we see the Chaskuni brought it, as a proof, and he's just bringing as a proof that it means Stama family. But the Rabbah clearly does bring it, that it means Chash uh, of the families, kings, and Manhigan. So that's where the Rebbe leaves off with that shot. So again, so why doesn't the Rebbe happy with this shot that Bais means a family? Because when Maya Chiddush was that, I maybe you can learn like the Ben Ezra, according to at least possibly according to the Ezra, and definitely according to the Rabbah, it means important and chash of the families. So the Rebbe at this point does not explain why that shot wouldn't work. So I'll give you some of my thoughts. And of course, I think as the Sikha continues, you'll see more clearly why Rashi did not appreciate that thought. So first of all, once you're saying that bias means that it means a chash of the important family that with kings and Mahigan, at this point, it's not that different from Rashi. Rashi is saying that batim also mean families. And what type of families? It means malchus and kahuna. Ibn Ezra is saying it means families, but what type of families? He's not specifying that it means kahuna and malchus, rather it just means important families in general, which 
I, I should have checked Ibn Ezra, but it's interesting that, what, so let's, let's what, so why wouldn't Rashi, let's go into that. Why wouldn't Rashi appreciate that? So, so I think for a few reasons. First of all, because Rashi already learns early that Shifra Pura means Miriam and Yechavim. So once you're saying Shifra Pura means Miriam and Yechavim, and then you're saying that you're making Chash of the families for them, it's like, who, who are the, everybody knows, who are the Chash of the families that came from Miriam and Of course, that would mean Chash of the families of Kahuna and Malchus. We, we know who Yechavim are, we know who their kids are, the Pesukim are going to tell us who their kids are. So of course it means not just Chash of the ones. I haven't checked it, Benazir, but it'd be interesting, if he doesn't explain who Shifra and Pua are, maybe... You can say that according to the Ibn Ezra, if he's just saying that Shifra Pua, you have these two people, Shifra Pua. So, and Hashem, and they, they were heroes. So Hashem gave him a gift that that they would have Chashiva families. We don't know who they are, so we don't know what these Chashiva families would be, but we know that they'll be important, they'll be kings, they'll be leaders, important people will come from them. But according to Rashi, that we know who Shifra Pua are, then it, I think it makes much more sense to say that it means Kahuna Malchus. And second of all, and more, I should say, the Iker, more importantly, they bring different psukim. Rashi's pshat, how does he know that means batikuna malchus? It's because in our pasuk it says batim stam, the yaslahem batim. So the question is, when it says batim stam, what does that mean? So he brings a proof, habatim, he brings a proof from Shlaim, habatim is based Hashem, is based Amalf. And when it says batim stam, it means based Hashem, based Amalf, it means kuna malchus. According to the Ibn Ezra, he hasn't really proved that when it says batim stam, it means, um, it means dafka important families. So he's just learning, that it clearly doesn't mean physical homes. And in general, what doesn't mean physical homes, what's the next, uh, uh, the next uh, level of uh, interpretation would mean families. Again, it can't just mean regular families. So what's the third interpretation you'll find in, this, in the Torah? The third interpretation of the Torah would mean um, important families. So important families, that kind of fits the best. According to Rashi, Enochinami, he would agree that usually when it says bias and it means a family, it either means a regular family or according to the context, it might mean an important family, based Aaron, based David, whatever. But the Rashi saying that even though that might be the most common translation, but when you have the word habatim on its own, and it doesn't specify, there's only one other place in the Torah where we find that happens. And over there, it says habatim, it tells us space Hashem and space Amalek. In the non-edited version, in the Bilti Muga Sicha, the Rebbe actually uses the Lashen, it's Alderich Gzer It's not a Gzer of course, but he says it's Alderich, that we find in Torah these, these words twice, once over here, once over there. So what it means over there is how you're going to translate it also over here. And I think most importantly, why does Rashi not want to say the word of the, of the, of, of, of the Rabad is what we're going to see now is why it's part of why Rashi brings in the word Kedis in the Sakhasaita, as we're going to see. That's also going to be another reason why Rashi prefers his Pshat. So if you, let's just go back to the beginning of the Sikha. We ask, why does Rashi bring Kedis in Sakhasaita, L'chaira? His Pshat is really from the Sifri. So that, to explain this, it's because Rashi's trying to stress the Maila and the Yisra, which is in, in his Pshat. Meaning is, even though some of these other Pshat might work, like for example, we say Yaslan Batim, uh, means miraculous, miraculous homes. Or Biaslan Bati maybe means important families. What's the, what's the Maimim Yuchedis, which is in Rashi's Pshat? And Lechaira, on the contrary, the other Purushim makes more sense because we know that Schar always works Mida Kenegan Mida. So Beschar, that they saved the Jewish people, Hashem saved them. Beschar, that they helped the Jewish people have families, Hashem gave them families. But according to Rashi, because that they saved Jewish families, Hashem gives them the Kahuna Amalfas, what's the connection? Why by saving people do you get Kahuna Amalfas? 
So therefore, the answer is that he says, you got to look in Masech Saita. So in Masech Saita, it's, it, it's talking about the sugya of Mida, Kenag, and Mida. Uh, if you start, starting on Davches and continuing for three or four blocks, it talks about Mida, Kenag, and Mida side by uh, punishments and also by reward. And it gives many examples of where we see punishment and the reward. But one of the interesting, or really two interesting things that we're going to see is that when it talks about Mida, Kenag, and Mida, it focuses on, first of all, the, an, an action and not necessarily... Uh, the kavana, it's it's doesn't it's always focusing on they they think obviously the kavana will ask to be l'shem shemayim, but it's focusing on more what they actually accomplish, and and also if it it shows us how the midah kenegan midah is also in the details of what was done, whether for good or for bad, for example, tells us by let's say uh, it says um, this is on daf tesamidays it tells uh, daf tesamidays it says shimshin he went after his eyes therefore the plishtim poked out his eyes. It says, Avshalom had gaiva with his hair. Therefore, when he was running away from David's uh, soldiers, he was caught by a branch with his hair. It says he came upon 10 of his father's palachim. Therefore, they threw 10 uh, spears into him. Uh, it says he stole the hearts of, uh, of his father. He stole the heart of Bezin and the hearts of Yisrael. Therefore, they stuck three, uh, three sticks into him. So, so it's shown us how, by the punishments, how exactly what they did. It's like... It, it wasn't just that uh, Avshalom tried to steal the Malchus from uh, David and therefore it was taken away from him or because he tried to kill David, he was killed. It tells us it's mamish with the details. It's because of his hair that gave him the gaiva, which started all up. It's because he stole the hearts. It's because he did this. The punishment that he got was mamish re- uh, relative and, and fits in to what he, the actions that he did. And also, look at Miriam. Miriam waited for Moshe one hour. So what happens? The Yidin wait for her seven days. Yosef buried uh, his father, and therefore Moshe uh, buried him. Moshe buried Yosef, therefore Hashem buried him. It's, it's showing how it's not just Amida Kenegh Amida in a general way, that, oh, he, they saved Jewish people, so therefore they were saved. It's showing them, okay, how did you do it? How did you uh, help Moshe? Oh, she helped Moshe, therefore Hashem helped her. No, she helped Moshe by waiting, therefore there came a time that, that the Jewish people waited for her. So jumping back to our situation, what Rashi's trying to tell us is that it's Mida Kenegh and Mida. That's why his pshat is the best. Why? He says, what, if you look at the details, what was it that they accomplished? What they accomplished is, is that because of them, it's because of them, the people multiplied and became exceedingly great. Meaning is that, as the Rebbe says, either uh, the, the, the roiv or the entire base Israel was established with them. That the people that left Mitzrayim, either the majority of them, or at least, or, or even all of them, not so clear from the Pesukim, the year of Am Yatzmoy, they were the, like, first of all, it says that they were the Miyaldis. Does it just mean that there were two Miyaldis for all the Jewish people? According to many, it doesn't, doesn't mean they were, there were two, but these two were the, the you know, the headman wives that uh, gave the instructions to everybody else. So it would have been them that were in charge of the mid, let's say, assuming that they were just in charge of all the midwives, they were the ones that gave the instructions and made sure that the Jewish people would be born. So according to this, they were the ones that caused the on the Yatzmai. They were the ones that made sure that the Jewish people weren't killed and destroyed as a nation, but rather they multiplied. So Ibezites, because of them, there's the 600,000 people left, left its right. And this 600,000 people, the basis role, is something which is relevant at Saif Kaladais. The people they saved, they didn't just save one family or two families that might unfortunately in the future become extinct. That's like the deer. One or two families, which 
you know, maybe three, four, five, ten generations, this family was entire killed up. They saved all the Jewish people, and the majority of the Jewish people, a large segment that we know that these families, such a large amount, that these families would survive until at Saikola Dyer. They're the ones that established the basis for that basis for will, will continue. So therefore, Biskars that they got a bias, they got something which would also continue at Saikola Dyers. What is something which would continue at Saikola Dyers? Either or according to Rashi, it means the Kuhuna and Levia and the Malchus. The Indian of Kuhuna and Levia is something which will always be for Shevet Levi and for the children of Ar. The Indian of Malchus will always be for, for the family of David. So they got something which is permanent at Seif Koladars because they saved and they established the basis straw at Seif Koladars. So that's why Rashi uh, likes his pshat the best because he's trying to emphasize that it's something which was at Seif Koladars, Mida Kenege Mida. And that also fits very well with the Lashon of Batin. The Gurari tells us why is the Lashon of Batin being said over here? Because Batin is something which was permanent. Right? But why use the Lashon of Batin for Batakun? It's because a, Batin is something which is a permanent type of structure. Always in Torah it says that uh, that Bukhari uh, Mashiach, a famous measure, says that it's that the base of Midas is not going to be like a, a, a mountain, like a, like Avram Avinu called it, or a field, like Yitzchak called it. Rather, it's going to be a bias, like Yaakov called it, because a bias is something which is permanent, something where people live and they pass down, especially in the Israel, you pass down from generation uh, to generation. So this explains why Rashi wants to quote the Gemara in Saito. But he changes the Lashon a bit from the Gemara in Saito. Why? Because in the Gemara in Saito, it tells us who it was. It says, It's Moshe Ve'ar. Bate Malchus is David. It says, in the Gemara, it's, it's, not, it's stressing more the idea of who they were. So you could... You could learn the Gemara to say that what were they Zeicha? They were Zeicha to these children who were very special. They were Zeicha to Moshe Aaron who would be Kainim and Levian. They were Zeicha to David that would be a king. So it, from the Lashon of the Gemara, it's, you could understand the Gemara to mean is that it's referring to what was, what was the Chiddush, what was the reward that they got that they had special children. What was the specialty of their kids? That they were Kainim, they were Levian, they were kings. But what Rashi's trying to stress is that it wasn't that they had one child who was a king or Melech. What he's trying to stress is that it was Nida Kenegemida, that it was a family, that it was something which was continuous at Tzayt Koladars. Therefore, he doesn't use the Lashon of the Gemara, rather he prefers the Lashon of the Sifri, which the Lashon of the Sifri is Malchus um, Miochaved, and, sorry, Kahuna from Miochaved and Malchus from Miriam which again is stressing the idea of Malchus, not just that it was a certain person, but the idea of Malchus came from Yochadah, which we refer to not her, she was never a king. Clearly it means is her descendants, her family. That's why he changes from the Lashon of the Gemara. I, why doesn't he quote the Sifri? Because in the Sifri, it's not talking about, the, it's not the Sugi of Midah Kenegan Midah. It's not, ta- it, 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 it's, it, the whole purpose of Rashi trying to show is that the reward mamishtik according to the details of what they did. In, 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 in the Sifri, it's not talking about that at all. It's not talking about Shimshain and Miriam and everyone else. It's talking about a general Sugya. It says that those who are Makar themselves, to Hashem, Hashem brings them close. So it's given many examples of people who did good things. And because they did good things, they were, Hashem brought them closer to him. And one of the examples it brings is by, by Yochabin and Miriam, that since they uh, did a good thing, meaning is they feared Hashem and therefore they saved the Jewish people, so therefore, Hashem was Makar of them, 
and they had kahuna and malchus. It's not stressing the idea of midah over there. It's stressing this just this general idea that when you do something good, Hashem will do good, will bring you closer to Him. And, and that's not Rashi's point. Again, he's trying to stress that it's midah kenegemida. How do we know that it means bate kahuna? It's because it's something which will, uh, which was midah kenegemida. Second of all, over there in the Sifri, when he, um, when he, he, do, he doesn't use the Lashen, he, he asks at the beginning, what are these houses? And then he tells you, you know, it means Malchus and Kuhuna, and then he tells you that the, the Kuhuna was Yechaben and the Malchus was from, uh, and the Malchus was from Miriam. He doesn't, again, use the Lashen of a bias. While Rashi's trying to focus on that, but in the Gemara, it does say bias. It says, Man the Amar Bate Kuhuna, Maisha the Arm. Man Bate Kuhuna Levia Maisha Arm. Man the Amar Bate Malchus. It's, uh, David, meaning is that in the Gemara, it's stressing that it's, what was the reward? The reward was the bias. And again, that's what Rashi is trying to show, that it was the reward. Of the, he's learning the Gemara. When it says Moshe Aaron, it doesn't mean Moshe Aaron themselves. He's learning that means Moshe Aaron and their descendants. It's the family of Moshe Aaron. It's the family of David. Rashi doesn't quote the Gemara exactly because he's trying to explain the Gemara. He's trying to explain what the Gemara means. It means, it means the family. It means the, uh, the, the permanent type of dynasties. Mashenkin in the Sifri doesn't bring this idea of bias. It just says the union of Malchus and Kuhuna. It doesn't bring that it's, uh, that it's, it doesn't, when he translates it, he doesn't say it means that Bate Kuhuna is this. It just says Malchus and, and, and Malchus and Kuhuna. Why? Because he's not telling us Mida Kenege Mida. He's not trying to tell us that since they built the base Yisrael, therefore they got the base Kuhuna via Malchus. Rather, he's trying to say that they did a good thing, therefore Hashem gave them the kahuna and It's not getting into the details of midah kenegah midah, mashen the gemara, which is. Therefore, the um, pale when the Rashi quotes the because what he's bringing to Isa Saita, he's trying to say the main pshat is Masaka Saita. The idea that it's a bias, that's Masaka Saita. So in Achinami, when Rashi, is, is, what Rashi is not really, is not mshubit to the gemara or the sifri. What the Rashi is trying to do is he's trying to show from the psukim what these psukim mean. So therefore he'll bring certain parts from the Sifri because that, uh, because that fits. He brings the Pasik from the Sifri because the, 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 Pasik, um, the Pasik is really the proof. But he brings the essential concept is really from the Gemara. That's why he says, that's the meaning of Midah Kneged Midah. That's the main part of the Sifri. But we, we'll jump into part two right now. Part two is that the Rebbe actually brings a, a, another medrash, an interesting medrash. The medrash tells us that it says the Yitav, that what was the Yitav? The Yitav was that Hashem gave them Tyra, that they were Zaychot to Tyra. Yitav, Lakim, Lealtais, means he gave them Tyra. How? It's because Moshe, who the Sinus Tyra was through Moshe, was the child of Yochaved, and um, B'Tzalel, who built the arm for the, which was the Kasser Tyra, that was the great grandson of Miriam. And that's how did he get them from Ruby Yitav? Because he brings Sukkim that ain't Taivelo Taira, you know, and it brings Lakatotayv and Sati Lakan. Anyways, the idea is that we see many times that the Yitav, Toiv is the Lashon of Taira. And Al-Pizeh, the next passage, when it says, there's a mile in this Pshad, is when it says, it continues then, that Hashem was good to the Mialdes. Why? A because we are on the outs because of them the people had a the people were had a lot of kids and B is because they feared had God and therefore what was the scar of the Yaslahem Bat? According to Rashi, 
we have Rashi's reading it, he, he kind of reads it, and then there's a little interruption, and then it's V'yaslehem Bati. But according to the Medrash, you could say it actually fits very well. is telling us already at the beginning of the Pasuk it's connected, that V'yaslehem and Why? What was the reason? Because they feared Hashem. And therefore, he gave them, uh, he gave them the Torah. So according to the Medrash, basically, what was the good thing, what was the thing that they did? It was your Shemayim. So the schar for Yer Shemaim is the Indian of Torah. That's basically what Medrash is trying to say, that the schar of Yer Shemaim is the Nesina Satayr. And that also, a Pichutu Shamikra makes sense, because it says in the passage, that the purpose of the Torah is to come to fear Hashem. So therefore, since they showed Yer Shemaim, therefore, they were Zeichah to the Torah through their descendants, so, uh, and that would fit according to Rashi. Pichutu Shamikra, so why doesn't Rashi use that shot? So it's the same answer. It's Kedisim Masachasaita. Because over there it's explaining mida kneged mida, but over there it's stressing the idea of action. And the more over there, it was what what were the actions that uh, Absalom did? What were the actions that Shimshon did? What were the actions that Miriam did? Uh, it's not so much focusing on the intent. Of course, uh, the intent was bad because if it was a good intent and it was an accident, they wouldn't be punished. Their intent was bad, but it doesn't so focus so much on their intent. It's more focusing on the actions that they did. Miriam too, of course, her intent was good, but it's, what's focusing on is. What did she actually do? It wasn't that she feared Hashem and therefore she waited and therefore she got a reward for fearing Hashem or because of her obvious Israel, she got a reward for obvious Hashem. No, it's because she waited. So it's focusing on the action. So therefore, the Eastern Sacrosite is a reason why Rashi doesn't want that one because again, he's trying to focus on the Misa Bapayla. And the Gemara over there is stressing the idea of Misa Bapayla. And this is also again an idea we see in Pshita Shemikra. We find them by the Dora Mabel. Rashi tells us, why did they have the time rabba, the great depths of the water, time rabba? It's because they sinned. So everything is always we find that also by Paris and the Yizad. Uh, you know, he, he was he, the reason why they they they, they were um, killed by the Yam by the by the Kriyas uh, Yamsuf is because they killed the Jewish kids by the Yamsuf. We find this idea of Midakanagamida in a way of an action, they drowned the kids, therefore they were drowned, always as a uh, and furthermore, um, the Nesina Satira was a one-time thing. The building of the Arin was a one-time thing. And again, what Rashi's trying to stress is that since it's Mida Kanega Mida, it had to be something which was permanent, something which lasted for generations. So, so therefore, Mida Kanega Mida A is, has to be of action, and the reward has to fit the actions that they were doing. So the actions that they did in our story were as, that they established faces for all set Kolodars, therefore they need to get a reward at set Kolodars, which would have been Kuna Malchus Mashiach, and the union of the Taira would have been connected more to the emotion that they had, and B, it would have just been a one-time thing, giving the Taira or making the harm. Uh, and the rubber finishes off with, um, with just an interesting, he says, that how you look at the Torah that we have three, these three different interpretations, and according to the different styles of of the um, of the different sources, if it's from a, a Gemara or if it's from a Medrash, from the Sifri or Rashi, you're able to get a different uh, level of interpretations. He says, if you look at the Medrash, the Medrash says that it's connected to Yerushalayim, and therefore they got Torah, which is uh, connected to Yerushalayim. He says the Medrash. What's the purpose of Badrish? It's It's supposed to draw your heart. It's supposed to awaken the Midas of your heart. It brings to your Shemayim. So the purpose of the Medrash is to teach you Midas Titus. 
Actually, even the Hakdama of the Ein Yaakov, which in the idea, the editor, the Hakosev, Yaakov uh, Yim he writes that the purpose of Agada that he's trying to do is he's trying to teach Midas. He's trying to teach the proper Midas that a Jew is supposed to have from these stories. So therefore, since the purpose of the Medrash is about the heart, therefore, it focuses on the heart. Focusing on the heart is that they had a Yer Shemayim. And therefore, what's the Sar for Yer Shemayim? It's, it's Yer Satayra. What, what's the Sar of Yer? It's Tayra. In Sifri, the Sifri is the of Halachis of the Tayra. Halachis is that you're following what Hashem wants. So you're learning the principles of Halacha, and these principles of Halacha are supposed to guide the way that you act. But what's the general idea of Halacha? Is that you're supposed to follow these principles in your day-to-day life. It's to follow Hashem. So therefore, again, you're following Hashem, you're going in the way of Hashem, so Hashem will bring you close. It doesn't focus on what the detail is, because it's focusing on the general idea. What's the purpose of Halacha? To follow Hashem, to go after Hashem ways. So you're learning the principles that you will know what to do uh, in all these situations. Therefore, the reward is also that you will, Hashem will be bringing you close. But when you get to Rashi, which is Pshut HaShemikra, and he also says the Pirushe HaKsuvim in the Gemara, he says many Pirushim of the Gemara are Derech HaPshat. Sometimes the Gemara might bring a Medrash on a Pasuk, but many Pesukim in the, the Gemara, how they explain them, it's actually a Pirush HaPipshat. So this would be an example of something which is a Pirush HaPipshat, Raya Rashi brings it. Um, and HaPipshat, Loya Medrash Iker, Eloha Maisa, the Maisa Bapaya, meaning is, what happened? Not just uh, you're learning halacha, what you should do. The difference of, of learning halacha, like a, let's say a maise bepayel, or uh, something which occurred, a, a relevant halacha, or a learning it, one is you're learning what should be done. So you're learning general principles that you could apply to your life. It might happen to you, it might not. When it actually occurs to you, everybody has their own change, a, a little bit of a different type of situation. So what you need to do is you need to take the principles of halacha and apply it to your particulars of your situation. So the, the Rashi is focusing on the particulars of what, what was the story that occurred to you and how did you react? And therefore, the reward also focuses on exactly how you reacted to it. Therefore, the reward is need to connect the Mita regarding the, uh, the, the details, which was Batekuna, Levio Malchus, yeah, which is connected to Beis Hashem and Beis Fine. Uh, the Rebbe finishes off with a beautiful Hira. Um, he says, uh, he says, that, you know, would tell us that Yecheved should have, uh, Yecheved should have gotten, um, you know, Yecheved and Miriam, they got Batikuna and Malchus, but Lachaira isn't the greatest reward, at least for Yecheved, would have been that Moshe Rabbeinu got the Torah. It was Nesim the Torah to Moshe. That's, what, what could be a greater reward to that? So he says, like, is that what was considered the reward? The reward for Yecheved wasn't that the Torah would be given to her. Rather, the reward was that she would have Bate Kuna and Levia and Malchus coming from them. So what that means is that the greatest nachas for a Jewish mother is that they are able to create homes, Jewish homes, and Jewish homes which are similar to Kahuna, Levia, and Malchus. And children can mean your own children. It also, of course, mean your Talmidim, who are like children. So what are the types of families that you're establishing? Bate Kuna are those who are separated from the world. They're, they're focused on uh, they're separated and they're avoided in the base of Migdash. They're not allowed to go out of Eretz Yisrael, they're not allowed to become Tameh. By a Levi, so by, what's the Vaidah, what does that mean by a, a, a Yid? What's the Vaidah? It's the precious Fahabdullah from Yom Yalaylam and Dvekis and connection to Hashem. A Levi is, not, is, is allowed to go out of Chutzlar, he's allowed to go become Tameh, he's allowed to go to Beis Akbars. 
which, but he's still connected to the kind. He serves in the base of Migdash. He's, he's, he has to still work in the base of Migdash. He's like his middle ground. Then on one hand, he's able to go out, but still his main union is still being connected to the base of Migdash. So therefore he has a certain effect to the outside world. He's connected to the base of Migdash, then he has, a, but he has an effect on the outside world. But the Takot Sechavana would be the union of Aves Malthus. Malthus is that you're running, you're running the people, you're ruling and running the world which is around you. So the Amis and Nafas of the Yiddish mother is that she's able to establish these homes of Kuhuna, Leviya, Umachus, uh, and through that, uh, we'll go out with the Tzivah Sashem from the, this Gola Zaha Achrin, Yotzu called Tzivah Sashem, Abrosham, Mugin Moshe, Yishur Malach, Aaron, Akoyim, the Shiftam, which is Shabbat Levi, Bon Yotzim Yad Rama. And now we're going, to, that's the end of the Sicha, now we're just going to focus on a few Ha'aris.